If you've been around here for very long, you know that I am not a huge fan of nature study. I like to joke that it's because, you know, it's over 80 degrees at my house for a good 10 months out of the year, but honestly, it's probably because I'm a little intimidated by the entire process. That's why I am delighted to welcome Joy Cherick today, who is going to talk to us about how you can get started with a nature study group and some surprising reasons why you might want to do it. Hi everyone, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. Welcome to episode 65 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Hey, while you're here, we would love to have you check out our month of morning time sample morning time plans. With these month of morning time sample plans, we have done all the hard work for you in creating a beautiful morning time. We've chosen the poems, the music, the art, the books, and everything. So if you would like to bring a little bit of delight to your homeschool day, come on over to pambarnhill.com forward slash month and download your sample plans. Okay, Joy has some wonderful surprises in store for you today. So enjoy the interview. Joy Cherick is a homeschooling mom of seven. She has five school-age children with a preschooler and a baby, which totally keeps it interesting at her house. She writes nature study support guides at naturestudyhacking.com and is joined by her children on her podcast, Naturalist Kids. Joy's love of nature and community led her to create the How to Start a Nature Group live workshop, where she shares the best way to set your group up to succeed. And we're going to be talking about how you can can access that workshop at the end of the podcast. But for now, Joy, welcome. It's so good to have you on. Thanks for having me, Pam. Okay, so you kind of proposed this idea to me. You come into my community, the Your Morning Basket uh, Plus community, and teach our members all the time about wonderful nature lore. And you proposed the idea that all moms needed to have a nature group. And I thought, you had such an interesting take on this. Why? What are the benefits of having a nature group? Yeah. So I think commonly, you know, if we're in a subdivision and are a little bit more citified, you know, and as a general rule of our culture, then a lot of people are having a hard time getting outside regularly and like learning the names of things, even just in their neighborhood, even in their local community. So this is kind of a fun way to do that with friends. But then, you know, it doesn't, that's kind of like, for me, like that's the sneaky reason. I really have a passion for cultivating community. And when you have a common thing that you're doing together and you're kind of in the habit of it, then that actually helps cultivate friendship. But then again, like I keep saying it's kind of sneaky because you are learning together and then you become co-laborers. You're it it almost becomes an opportunity where not only are your kids getting enrichment and you're learning about God's creation, but then there is this mentoring kind of mom fellowship that's going on in the side. What we found over the several years we've been doing nature groups is that during the lunchtime, so we have kind of a liturgy that we follow, you know, we're doing a lesson, we're doing nature study, you know, we're drawing uh, in our nature journals. But then at lunch, 
the moms are chatting. What's happening in your homeschool? What are you struggling with? What is it that how how do, how do I make math not so hard? You know those types of questions. But then you're talking to someone who knows your child or knows you and is able to give you encouragement or say, oh, well, this is what I do. And it really becomes this support group. And um, I just love that component, that kind of mentoring. You know, you're kind of all, you've got these coworkers, a colleague, really. And then the kids kind of have the same thing going on because they're, able to share with other people who have the same lifestyle. And, you know, then you are cultivating those friendships with your children, with your, with their peers, and then with your own peers. And it just makes life so rich. My kids look forward to it. Oh, today's nature group day. Yes. You know, they're so excited to see their friends and they, they really start to have that camaraderie, but then also what's fun you know, the, the homeschool part that's fun is that then the kids are starting to share and get excited about God's creation together. They'll teach one another the names of different flowers or the names of different trees that they have come to know over the years. And to me, that has been, you know, it's like compounding. It's like one thing is good. And then, you know, you bring a friend and it's compounding it. It's it's kind of like what Piglet said. It's much more friendly with two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, there are so many things to unpack in what you said. And I think I want to focus on what I think is probably the most important thing that you talked about. And you may not even think of this as being the most important thing. You were talking about moms talking to other moms about their homeschool issues and the moms know their kids. I can't tell you how huge this is because I see so many people go online and ask for advice and they try to give a little bit about the situation. I've got this 14-year-old, I've got this 7-year-old, I've got this 9-year-old, and they kind of try to explain what's going on. But there is nothing like talking to a mom who knows your children, who knows you, who knows all the personalities in play. And who who has witnessed some of the struggles and the strengths and weaknesses of your kids and stuff like that for them to be able to to say, hey, have you tried this or have you thought about this or maybe this is something that would work. And I think so often I see moms asking for advice online and not realizing that and we try to help each other out, but just not realizing that it's so hard when you're kind of like giving advice in a vacuum and there's so much that you don't know. So I don't know if you thought about that, but to me, that was one of the biggest things about this is you're building that local community of people who can see you, can see your children, who know both of you. And this is where homeschool fellowship happens. Right. And I think that we we don't exactly know how to cultivate that. You know, yeah. we want it and we've seen a huge need for it since the last 2 years happened. Right. And I mean we're having people move into our area and we're needing to, I mean we were we were, our nature group is getting so big we've started 3 or 4 others just in our area because of how many people had that need. But what's great about nature group in particular versus a traditional co-op where you're doing different subjects, what's wonderful is that it can 
be useful to all different homeschool styles. We had a friend who was not the same homeschool style, very traditional schooling. And then we had some Charlotte Mason. We had some new, you know, we had just a big combination and it was so marvelous because we wanted to fellowship with one another, but we were trying, we had a hard time figuring out where we overlapped and that is where we overlapped, you know, God's creation, general revelation. That's one of the ways God communicates with us is through his word and through his creation. And we're learning about that so that we had that in common. So then we get out there and, you know, I'd been studying and trying to learn as much as I could. So then I'm sharing and then my kids, you know, I'm surprised at all the things that they end up knowing and they're teaching theirs. And it was so wonderful to see that, that fellowship, that bond, even though, you know, usually it's like, oh, you have to find somebody who has the same style in your home, right, you know, right. but really we, we could find that to be a common ground. Because everybody experiences nature, right? right. Every, everybody has some kind of experience with nature. Everybody might not do Plutarch and everybody right. might not have an interest in Plutarch, totally. which is a very Charlotte Mason thing if you're listening and you're not familiar, but right. everybody, uh, you know, enjoys, typically enjoys nature, you know, and starting a homeschool co-op, I've been there, done that. That can be really intimidating uh, to like say, oh, how are we going to figure this out? Now we've got to find a place. Nature study as a, as a point of fellowship and community, you don't have to find a place. I mean, you could really just could go in somebody's backyard and do it though. Well, you really could. And you'd be surprised at how many things we don't know the names of, right? Just even in our, on our own property and how that curiosity, you know, I just want to learn the names of everything on this plot of land, you know, that will take you down quite the journey itself. So, you know, even a little neighborhood could allow for something like that or the neighborhood park. Right. So then you're not looking for a building. You're not trying to get insurance, which has become the thing these days. You're not trying to set up, you know, any kind of formal schedule or anything like that. And then you have great resources like nature study hacking that you could use to help guide what you're doing if you're a little bit unsure. But field guides, those kinds of things, all of that comes in handy. Apps. Yeah. So it's so easy to get started. And actually, that's what I talk about in my live workshop. And what really encouraged me to, to make the workshop was, you know, I want to share what I've learned. I have emails that I sent out that um, are kind of introductory. Here's what you're signing up for. I'm going to share those. There's the liturgy that we found that works as far as like the order. What like what do you do once you get together that makes it feel valuable? And I'm going to say, you know, your morning basket, that morning time concept really is helpful in that group setting because you're starting to develop a culture. You have certain things that you're doing and those, you know, you want to engage everyone and not just have, you know, a teacher talking, you know, you want the kids to be involved throughout. So that morning time format really is helpful. So you're going to, you're going to give them the emails. Yes. And so this is like how you introduce the concept. You're going to give them kind of the order of what to do. And then you're going to give them all the tips that they need in order to make this happen uh, for their own homeschool community. 
Right. And we're going to brainstorm a little bit of goals as well, because how frequently you meet and how you find your people to do this with you is actually going to depend on what your goals are for the group. For me, I find my people all within my local church. And then, you know, if there's not a big enough demand there, then I go out from there. Um, So it just kind of depends, you know, some some have just really wanted to explore all the national parks nearby. And so that would have its own idea. But for me, you know, the the goal for me has been cultivating community and really trying to strengthen those bonds with other colleagues, you know, those homeschool mom friends who can really be that support system because we we need that. We need to know we're not alone and we need to have that real life person who you know, can get to know us and say, Hey, well, you moved last semester. So give yourself some grace and stop freaking out about math. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yes. Taking that, getting that camaraderie wherever we can. And who would have thunk it? Like we thought nature study was just nature study, but really it can be so much more. So we are going to include the link for uh, the, how to start a a nature study together uh, workshop. We're going to include that link in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. So do come and check that out. That'll be happening in April. And uh, you're going to want to get all of the good the good stuff that's in there because Joy is very organized and she lays everything out for you very succinctly and gives you like all the things to do like just in this order. And so if you're looking for the easy button for starting your own nature study group in order to build those relationships, she's got it for you. Well, Joy, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Pam. It was wonderful. And there you have it. Now, if you would like a link to Joy's webinar or other helpful things that we chatted about in today's episode of the podcast, you can find them in the show notes for this episode. That's at pambarnhill.com, TMBH 63. And I just love this so much. I hope that you will try connecting with other homeschoolers in your area. If you have a spot to do it, I mean, the great thing about nature study is you can do it anywhere. You don't have to have a dedicated place, which is often the biggest barrier for a lot of homeschoolers. If you have a spot, you could try something else, but nature study is always an easy way to go. So thanks so much to Joy for coming on and chatting with us. We'll be back again next week with another homeschooling podcast. Until then, keep on homeschooling.